if I were to tell you right now, that's it, we're done, this is the last Canada land, nobody would be surprised. Some people would be upset, some people would be happy, but nobody would be surprised because that's just what media companies do, especially in Canada. They die. We saw 72 newspapers disappear just a few weeks ago. I was born into this. My first media job was as a columnist for Saturday Night Magazine. Saturday Night Magazine. It had been around for over 100 years, and I was there to see it die. I was part of the last incarnation. I've seen Shift, Toro, The Grid, Huffington Post Canada, BuzzFeed Canada, Vice Canada, grand opening, grand closing. I've seen things that were institutions, things that I thought had always been here and always would be. And I could be talking here about Now Magazine or Mad Magazine, much music. These were things that were part of the world that described the world to us, and we thought we'd always have them, and then one day we didn't. And it feels like we lose one of those things like every day. Here in Ontario, I took a great deal of comfort in the fact that somewhere on the TV dial every night was Steve Pakin talking about public affairs. Until one day he disappeared. TVO is on strike now. Their future is uncertain. I hope that they will be back soon. But the provincial government does not give a damn if they live or die. Nothing would be surprising at this point. Pierre Polyev is running on a platform that includes defunding the CBC permanently. The biggest institutions in Canadian media are telling us that they're a death store. The Toronto Star is the most important city newspaper. It's the biggest newspaper in Canada. It's crucial, but they are telling us that they might not be here. I don't even know if that would be a surprise. We've just gotten used to it. We've just gotten used to things disappearing, just crumbling. It is all being taken away from us. Forget cancel culture. This, this is collapse culture. This is cultural collapse. This is civic collapse. And I got to tell you, it feels personal. It feels like the things being targeted here are the things that matter most to some people, not all people. Like if you care about discussion and discourse, if you care about facts, if you care about art, those are the institutions that are being taken from us. I've been thinking about this a lot, about how ingrained that is in just our psyches. You know, we are used to seeing institutions die. We're not used to seeing them born. We've even made it like a virtue. It's not always depressing news. We celebrate sometimes when things disappear. Like, I do think that the culture of Silicon Valley has become the dominant culture of how we think about things. And that is a culture in which people build things in order to dump them. I mean, I saw this happen with Gimlet, where we all watched on as they built this really interesting podcast company. And then we applauded when they sold it to Spotify, who like, you know, very quickly destroyed the thing. I experienced this myself. I, you know, I haven't talked about this very much, but um, when I was in between gigs at the CBC, I, I, I was twiddling my thumbs a little bit, but a friend of mine from high school had, had just a, a, an ingenious concept. This guy, Jacob, he had this idea for a social media app that would let anybody make their own cartoon characters and comic strips. So I had the opportunity, uh, along with a, a handful of other guys, to each uh, kick in a few bucks and, and become founders, become co-founders in this company. And, and I helped uh, a little bit to, to build the thing. But, you know, we didn't have a way of making money from it. And then we found one. The, the Ontario Ministry of Education was looking for educational cartooning software. So we licensed Bitstrips to the Ministry of Education, and suddenly it was live in thousands of classrooms. 
students loved it. And, and my job was I was the liaison with a bunch of teachers. And, you know, it was so gratifying. We had just built this fun little novelty, but all of a sudden, the way it was getting used, the teachers were coming back to us and saying, you know, like, I have an autistic kid in my classroom who never even communicates. They're making comics around the clock. And the teachers started to create their own comic strip lessons to teach science or French. It was like a, a, a learning resource where teachers were sharing these with each other and remixing each other's lessons. We just watched this whole thing blossom. And it, like the, the user rates were off the charts. It was incredible. And then here's what happened. Uh, the company got sold to Snapchat because Snapchat wanted uh, one of the things we made was Bitmoji, which were these fun emojis with, you know, the cartoon characters that you made of yourself. And Snapchat had no interest in this educational thing, so they shut it down. And all those teachers lost their lessons and the students lost their comic strips. And it was kind of heartbreaking. And that was what the world decided was most valuable about bit strips. Look, I don't want to be a hypocrite here. It's not like I had a say in it, but I was pretty happy to get the check. You know, <laughs> like I was uh, newly a dad and I had a massive mortgage and I was trying to make a go of it as a, as a journalist. So yeah, that was a nice outcome. But it was not the most beneficial outcome for, for everybody, for, for all the stakeholders, for all the people who were involved and in using BitStrips. And that was a really stark lesson for me in collapse culture, in, in exit culture, in, in just what is valued. I mean, Silicon Valley has, has sort of taught us a lesson that, that it's kind of stupid for us to even imagine that the new things that get created might actually be of public good. Like when Facebook and Twitter made it possible for us to share news with each other, news from all around the world, and then have conversations about the news, that was something that expanded the public conversation. That was a new thing we didn't get to do before. You know, there was a moment of optimism that maybe this is like, you know, I don't know about an institution, but a broadening of the public sphere. And then the conversations turned to shit, and then they just turned it off. They just removed our ability to have conversations about news. I mean, that, that was the main way that many people got their news in Canada. And then somebody just decided to take it away. And you could blame the government or you could blame Facebook. I blame both. That's just how it is. That's collapse culture. Things just get removed. And nobody ever asks you if you want them to go. Nobody ever gives you a choice. Nobody ever gives us the option of building an institution, of contributing to one. So listen, the big surprise is not the end of Canada land. That would not be a surprise. The big surprise is that we're still here. 10 years in, we're still here. And I'm here to talk for the first time about what we're going to do next. And I am also here to give you the choice to be a part of it. This is not just our 10th anniversary. This is the beginning of our annual crowdfunding campaign. And I'm going to do everything I can this month to get you to become a supporter. And, and, and I am going to be a lot pushier about it this year than I've ever been before. You know, before, I would tell you, hey, if you like what we're doing, please support us. And if you don't, no problem. I'm not saying that this year because it's clear to me we are in a fight for our lives. I'm not saying that, that our, our tiny company is like on the brink of collapse. What I'm saying is that this choice, the choice to support Canada Land, it is special. It is different than the choice to support that cute sandwich shop that opened up on the corner by those lovely people or, or, or that barber shop that you hope can make a go of it. 
Because God forbid, if, if that sandwich shop or the barber shop were to go out of business, you would still be able to get lunch and you'd still be able to get yourself a haircut somewhere else. But our thing, this, this media thing, this news thing, Canada is at the end of the road for this kind of thing. And Canada land, we are one of the very few success stories out there. And, and as grateful as I am for that success, we are still so tiny. We are like the, the, the size of a moderately successful bakery. And if this bakery goes away, that's kind of it for cake. The day that we go under, nobody's very surprised, but the moral of that story is it's done. Even they couldn't make a go of it. Don't even try. I know that it's not just us. There are a, a smattering of other independents out there. I'm not trying to erase them from the record here. But I can tell you, after 10 years, we are the biggest of the tinies. We are your last best hope. And we need to fortify what we've built. We need to strengthen it. And over the course of the next month, I am going to be unveiling new projects. I am going to be bringing you content that we have secretly been working on, that we have been so excited to share with you. I'm going to be talking about our ambitions ahead. Every time you hear me talk about crowdfunding and ask you to become a supporter, I'm going to have something new to tell you because I want to keep your attention. I want you to actually listen to these messages. But there's nothing I'm going to tell you that is more important than this. You do have a choice. We don't just have to let it all crumble under our feet. We can actually start new institutions. And maybe this is one of them. I, and I know people are going to laugh at me, but I got to tell you something. Where do you think institutions come from? The Toronto Star, it did not emerge into the world fully formed with the Atkinson journalistic principles as, as the sentinel and the champion of the people of Toronto. No, all of that came later. The origins of the Toronto Star were familiar to me. 21 media workers were pissed off with the media establishment. They were pissed off with their bosses and they went on strike. And so part of that strike action was they launched their own newspaper. And it was basically a fuck you to management of the newspaper they were striking from. So these were disgruntled media workers. That's where the Toronto Star came from. And over the years, it evolved and it grew. Well, when I started Canada Land, you know, I, I, I believed in what I was doing. I believed that Canada needed media criticism, but maybe I was also a disgruntled media worker. And maybe it was also a little bit of a fuck you. But what it's become since is the reflection of everybody involved in this. You know, of course, my colleagues and all the different voices you hear on this network, more than anyone, it is a reflection of what our supporters asked us to do. I first asked for support to do media criticism, and some people funded that. And then we, and it became a we, we said, what else do you want to fund? We have some ambitions. What about a politics show? And people funded that. What if we were to look into indigenous issues? And people funded that. What if we were to publish in both official languages? What if we were to do investigations, long form? People funded all of these different things. And slowly we built something that was good, not just for me, but for those who work here, for those who are supporting it, for everybody else who maybe haven't even heard an episode of Candleland in their life. But the stories we uncover get picked up and we now have under our belt like federal laws that have been changed because of the work that we're doing here. 
So listen, laugh at me if you will, but I've already lived this. I've already seen something grow beyond what I ever imagined I could get up to. So I do think it is possible. And I think we have to start some new institutions. We have to reclaim some of what is being lost right now. And we have to give you a choice. And I got to tell you something, we need you to do it. It would not be super surprising if I came on here one day and said that there's some massive legal action against us. We've seen the richest people in the world use their resources, use platforms, buy platforms when they don't like what those platforms are saying. It can happen overnight. It can make your head spin. I want to be really clear about what I'm saying here. We have about 10,000 paying supporters. That's incredible. But it's not enough. When I say that I want this to be an institution, what I mean is... I don't want Canada Land to end because of a fluctuation in the digital ad market. Canada Land does not end because there's a change in government and Pierre Polyev becomes prime minister and makes good on his promise to defund the CBC and kill the media subsidies. That does not end Canada Land because we do not take that media subsidy money. Canada Land does not end because Facebook and Instagram are battling with the government and don't even let people share news anymore. And it won't end if Google does the same as they are threatening to do. And it doesn't end because Twitter is going to shit because we have not built this company on anyone else's platform. Every institution ultimately ends. But the only reason why Canada Land should ever end would be because we have broken trust with you if we lost our commitment to telling you the truth, if I abused this platform that we've created and and weaponized it for some political agenda or personal agenda, if I lied to you, if I enriched myself to the detriment of our newsroom, like I was some post-media executive, that is how we would lose Canada Land. And that is the only reason why this should ever go away. It needs a vulnerability. It is not good for an institution to be too strong. The only master that Canada Land should serve is you. So when I ask you to become a supporter, I am not just asking you to make Canada Land strong. I'm asking you to keep us honest. The environment that we're in right now is dire. And the trends that are playing out on the big scale are so against us. The trends towards consolidation of informational power. The trend away from information that is verified by journalists and towards information that is handed out by the Elon Musks of the world. The degradation of the public sphere, the degradation of our discourse. These things are so acute right now that we do have to push against them. And if you have another way of doing that, by all means, take it. But there are too few options. This is an option. We need you to take it. Please right now ask yourself the question, are you a better informed person because of something you heard on one of our podcasts this last year? Are you a better citizen? Do you know more about what's going on? Did you know about things before you heard about them elsewhere? Did we tell you things that you might not have ever heard about that might not have been known? Have we helped you to make up your own mind even when you disagree with us? Have we given voice to somebody who you are glad you heard from and might not have heard from otherwise? Have we fought for something that you care about as well? Have we kept you company while you have been on a jog or doing the dishes or walking the dog? Have we given you something to talk about with the people in your life and made your connections and dialogue with other people more substantial? If we have done these things, then we are building that institution together. And you got to support that. You got to support us. Canadaland.com slash join or the link that's in your show notes. 
Nothing in the last 15 minutes even matters if you don't click on those links right now. And listen, there's a whole other side to this. There are the perks, the merchandise, the live events, all of the things that we do to show our appreciation. And you'll find out about those things when you go to canadaland.com slash join or click the link in your show notes. I'm going to be announcing a lot of new stuff. We're going to be giving away all kinds of new stuff. And everything we have planned is yet another reason to support this institution. If you can't stop what you're doing and click on the link now, maybe you'll do it later when I tell you about those things. But if any of this makes any sense to you at all, if this sounds right to you, it should not be a big decision. We cost what a sandwich costs. We cost what a pint of beer costs. Come be a part of this. We will make you proud. Hit that link in your show notes or go to canadaland.com slash join. Thank you.